what's going on guys kieran headley here from the pocket coach podcast so uh, i'm with uh with a lad over here dupes uh duplessis he's playing for the canes the hurricanes here in new zealand at the moment so for those that don't know uh the hurricanes actually have been a I actually cheered for the Hurricanes over the Blues. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you for a long time, simply because of this one player, Ma Nono. Uh, oh, yeah, every time I saw him play, bro, I was like, man, that's so sick. And I just fell in love with the Canes from there and um, yeah, really got, in, got involved with the team a bit more. And uh, yeah, Dupes over here, Duplessis, he has been uh, up and coming in the Canes. He started, um, debuted last year, didn't you, man? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and he's um, he's been playing for Wellington, the provincial team, for about three years now. Um, this is a third year, rather. For third year, fourth year, fourth year, yeah, right, awesome man. Uh, and he's actually been dubbed as an up and coming uh, big player uh, up in the national team. So um, we'll really see how things go, and I'm really excited to see how your career progresses, bro. Like, there's been a lot of talk on um, over the articles and on news and everything like that about, um, yeah, things happening, and um, really seeing how much pressure as well has been put mm, on you as mm. a player. Has been a huge part of why I kind of wanted to actually come here and interview today, bro. So we're down here at, um, in Wellington, so not my home city. Uh, we've got a beautiful view, and I'm very excited to have a conversation with uh, Man Myth the Legend, mate. It's uh, Duplessis. Uh, so, Duplessis, please talk to me a little bit about yourself, man, a bit about uh, your rugby story, how you got involved in rugby, yeah, yeah. and um, and led up to you playing for the Canes, man. Nah, cheers, man. Yeah. It's um, my pleasure to be here. Uh, kia ora te whanau. Um, Duplessis Kurufi. I was born and raised in a tiny town called New Plymouth in Taranaki. Yeah. Um, went up to uni in Hamilton for a little bit and tried to play rugby up there. And that kind of ended up bringing me down to Wellington, where I am now, like Kieran mentioned, playing for the Hurricanes um, and playing for the Lions, which is a huge blessing to me. But um, like you said, there's, there's things that I want to achieve the kind of above that like the national team yeah. um so like everyone there's stuff that i'm working towards but that's kind of my situation at the moment so that's kind of what i do for a living but very happy to be here on uh, the poggy coach yeah and one thing that really inspired me about dupes is his ability to actually speak truly from the heart i was actually listening to a podcast that he did with Artie Savia, who we'll um, have later on the podcast uh he was so raw and your ability to actually speak on that especially as a man but not just as a man a man that's playing a manly sport yeah, yeah, <laughs> with such a manly man. culture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember because um, I played my whole um, my whole life quite quite on and off, and I always felt this immense pressure to not be able to show up fully as me. Mm. Uh, so if I was having a rough day, none of that was talked about. Mm. If I was having, um, if, if I was going through stuff with my relationship, nothing we spoken mm. about. Um, I mean, that was just my experience, but I definitely got the vibe of it being very manly culture. So mm. I'd love to speak on that real briefly, brother, and uh, any pressure around that side of things and what it was like for you to be able to actually speak up about that stuff. Yeah, bro, it's such a big thing in New Zealand. I think it comes back to that kind of ideal masculinity that we have of what yeah. men should be like in New Zealand and, and some people call it toxic, toxic masculinity. Yeah, bro. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're playing rugby and it's perceived as a very manly sport and a very man manly environment um it's a very physical it's very physical by nature so everything tends to lean towards that kind of mas masculine ideal we have of people and it doesn't kind of align with people sharing their emotions or being um, emotionally aware um but there's kind of a change of guard going on at the moment you see a lot of boys being much more aware of their mental state and, mm. and kind of how they're feeling day to day um and there's spaces where we're able to talk to that now whereas 
three four years ago you could have mentioned how you felt it was all about so it was all about just burying that stuff in and performing physically so it's really cool to see that people are taking taking notice of the emotional side um, the well-being side um, because in, in fact that kind of helps everything really it's the the most important tool in our body I, I feel is our heart and our mind and if you're not working on that then you know you're going to fall short in some areas so um yeah i mean it's hard in rugby sometimes it's 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 a very kind of shut up and be seen not heard kind of environment but the more and more we embrace our ability to be vulnerable and talk to each other about things i feel like the the, the better we will play at the end of the day so yeah that's actually a really interesting yeah. point that's something i noticed as well about myself is when it comes to business for example uh my performance around that space is definitely a lot more uh it's a lot more there's a lot more clarity there's mm, a lot more practicality mm. uh and a lot more focus when mm. it comes to it when i don't have so much so many things in my yeah. mind because i've been able to work around those and work with them rather uh, so i'd like to speak on that briefly have you noticed a shift in your performance and your ability to be able to be more vulnerable and be more authentic yeah. and then also how you plan and feel yeah wow 100 awesome. i think your ability to process what you're going through emotionally and, and mentally yeah lightens the load um yeah it lightens the load it's like a uh an analogy i read somewhere was you got a you got a you got a pot of boiling water with the lid on it and that steam is building up and building up but there's no outlet yeah and eventually you know it's just going to explode so it's either you take control and take the lid off or, or let a bit of steam out yourself or it's just going to explode at some point so it's whether you want to do it under a controlled situation um or you let it kind of get to the point where it's out of your control so for me i've found that you know life's life day-to-day things aren't always going to go right but if you can deal with the things um as they kind of come um then it doesn't build up and you don't get to a point where you kind of have a breakdown and stuff like that so in terms of rugby i feel like just setting a little bit of time beside people like to meditate listen to music do yoga walk outside i like to sit down and write just doing that like 10, 5, 15 minutes at the end of every day helps kind of lighten that load throughout the week and, awesome. it, and it decompresses me a little bit. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, it's something that I really enjoy doing and I find that when it comes to game day, the only thing I'm worried about doing is playing well. So, yeah, yeah I'm, not, so I'm not running on the field thinking about um, all my all my life issues. <laughs> so, which, I mean, we're all humans, so there's always something going on. Yeah, of course, man, for yeah. sure. So, on the writing side, how do you go about it? Right, I just... Uh, chuck some music on and just write down whatever I feel like. Yeah. Whatever awesome. comes to mind. Um, so just like so written diary or almost. Yeah, like so in that time, so when I'm reading books, there's a pad here that I just write down whatever I see in the book or something I listen to. I write down quotes and stuff. And so when this fills up, I'll take this page and I put it into a book along with whatever I'm thinking about. Yeah, awesome. And then I rub that page and, and throw it away. So um, yeah, it's just kind of a free for all. Yeah, <laughs> whatever like comes it. to mind, bro, I'll write it down. Yeah. And then obviously that can lead to other stuff. So he's pretty deep sometimes and you kind of go off on tangents, but I feel like it's a really good way to get my thoughts out um, of my head and onto the page. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, bro. Awesome. So that's that's actually right before you go to bed, is it? Usually around about... Usually in the evening, yeah. bro. Yeah. 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 Usually in the evening after after the day's done. Yeah. And that's really interesting that you speak on that because <laughs> evening routines or like or anything to do with uh, some sort of mindfulness activity in the mm, evenings mm. are things that I've neglected for a long time. Mm. I always tried to set my morning right, and I never really practiced in the evenings mm. anything really. And what I started to find is that the moment that I started to implement something in the evenings, I'd wake <clears> up a lot fresher as well. Um, yeah, because it's real interesting. I, I, I found that 
what I was focused on in the evening would start marinating overnight and I'd be more focused on it in the yeah, mornings. Yeah. yeah, if I tried yeah. to avoid it in the evenings. Yeah. So really dealing with that in some, in some sort of practical way has been very powerful for myself. So it's awesome to see that. For I'm probably well. the opposite, eh? Like I've always um, wanted to implement more like discipline in my mornings. I've wanted to, I've always wanted to get up earlier, more consistently yeah. and, and have a routine. Um, but I find my evenings are very like they're on lock, bro. I'll, oh, I'll, so I'll have that all sorted. And kind of like you say, you go to sleep clear-minded and you wake up like ready to go. Yeah. So that's probably why my mornings aren't, um, as structured as, as they could be is just because I feel so at ease in the morning yeah for sure man um, but yeah so yeah it's cool how you kind of you can treat the two the same yeah oh, straight up man I think it's so vital right Yeah. I mean how I end my day is going to start my day and how I start my yeah, day yeah absolutely bro treat my day so on the topic of pressure man uh, because of course there's going to be a lot of pressure that you'll deal with not just with footy uh, and also the eyes of literally the nation mm, will be watching mm, you when you're playing mm. games like that uh, playing in massive stadiums filled with thousands and thousands of people, tens of thousands of people. And then also on top of that, you've been named after a Springbok captain yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> as well. Um, and then um, as well, your family is very oriented around sports. So I'd love to hear your talk around pressure, how you go about dealing with that, aside from, of course, the red inside. Yeah, but when yeah, you're yeah. actually stepping on the field, ready to go. Yeah, it's cool. How do you go about your pressure? Man, I'm... I'm constantly caught in, just on pressure, I'm caught in two kind of mindsets. Um, one is, like, there's no, there's really no pressure because what I do for a job is my dream. It's like, That's awesome. I love it. Um, and I think Damien Lillard had a quote where he said, pressure to me doesn't exist because pressure is like the mum who's got four children but she's got four jobs at the same time and she's single. Or You know, like, people out there in the world living under actual yeah. pressure and what we do is just play sport. Wow. Um, so there's a bit of perspective, yeah, but then there is obviously pressure because there's yeah. expectations. Um, you've got a job to do, you've got to win games, mm. um, you've got to beat another team. So, I mean, in the context of sport, there is pressure. In the context of life, I feel like, bro, we got as doesn't really matter as long as I go home happy, fed, and and healthy. I'm happy, but I guess, yeah, there is there is pressure there from external sources, um, people. Um, saying this and that, um, expectations. But for me personally, I'd say my own expectations of myself and my own um, the, the the pressure that I apply to myself um, exceeds everything that's external. So if I fail or I do well, it'll be by my own standards and yeah, my own awesome. accord. So um, yeah, if there's an article that comes out, it's only it's only saying stuff that I already expect of myself. Or um, if people say bad things about my game, it's probably just reiterating what I already feel after a game is that I haven't played my best. So when I see and read stuff or hear stuff, um, it's usually kind of just reiterating, uh, reiterating what's already on my mind. So yeah, I don't really buy into external pressure, to be honest. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah so uh, I, I hear a lot of perspective. I also <clears> hear ownership. <throat> yeah. Just taking yeah. full ownership and responsibility of, okay, this is my doing. That's um, all it is, eh? That's massive, bro. Yeah. That's huge because... I know for a long time I'd constantly look for things to blame and in doing that I would suffer more. Yeah. 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 I would literally suffer more. So I think that's part of leadership, eh? Yeah. It's just, it's just owning, owning, owning who you are and owning what you've done. So yeah. 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 I'm big on just taking responsibility and if you, uh, if you stuff up, if you stuff up, you stuff up. Yeah, so, man. And that's on you. That's yeah, on you. definitely. So. And I think that's a very powerful perspective because it is very easy to 
try shift that constantly. There's this um, amazing word called karma, right? I mean, in the mm, English, mm. English language, we talk about in ways, if I do something to you, you do something back to me. Yeah, but... So that's sort of how we talk about it. However, the origin of the word karma actually means action. It means the way that I go about my life all the way up until now, including the conditioning that mm-hmm. I um, that I gained through uh, my childhood, mm-hmm. including every single action I've taken until now, every experience I've had, uh, every thought that I've allowed to flow through, every thought I haven't dealt with, yep. it all comes down to exactly how I am right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my action. So uh, that's this is what I love about the word, is it looks at ownership and responsibility. Yeah, um, at the idea that, okay, how I feel right now and what what's on my mind right now is because of me. Mm-hmm. And if I can, um, that means I can do something about it. Because if it's not because of me, then I can't do anything about mm. it. So it gives me that sense of control, right? Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's huge. And it sounds like you've really stepped into that, bro, especially with such a high-pressure situation. To actually fully be able to step into that mm. is, is massive, mm. man. So on the topic of uh, of pressure and of uh, really dealing uh, with that, I want to hear a, a little bit about maybe some times where pressure got almost too much or... Sometimes when uh, just life in general got pretty hectic, uh, is there a specific time that sort of comes to mind or times that come to mind that you would mind reflecting on a little bit? Yeah, bro. I'm, I'm, I'd say I'm pretty blessed. Like the only tough times in my life have been just because of what I do in my sport and, yeah, and being man. let down in that area. So it's still huge, you man. Know, I mean, it is huge. Yeah. Um, and I think the other side of that was at the time I was – very not mentally aware yeah. i had no idea what um i had no idea about meditating about um being emotionally vulnerable i it was very i was very uneducated in that oh, in that sense too, so yeah. when i was faced with challenges i had no tools to kind of deal with them yeah. um, so i was just a young i was just a young boy like 19 and then yeah. i wasn't making a few teams um and i was con- constantly comparing myself to other boys who were making these teams and doing really well in their rugby journey um so yeah that kind of put me in a dark space for about a year and a bit was just kind of oh. just why am I not doing as well as I'm doing and but that's the a pressure the pressure that I applied to myself yeah man um yeah but I just didn't have the tools to kind of deal with the 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 downs at that at that, at that point in my life so um yeah I missed out on New Zealand 20s missed out on my 10 team which now i couldn't care less yeah wow I mean I learned a lot of I learned, I learned a lot from those experiences but at the time that was my whole identity was rugby. Yeah, you know, like that was me. And so yeah. for me to not make teams, I was like, well, maybe you know, I suck at who I am. You know, and it was so for me, it was tough. Um, Actually, that that's age. quite vital, bro. I suck at who I am. That's something that I my dialogue that I yeah. said to myself for years, man. Bro, that's and that's huge. I feel like a lot of people feel that way and say that yeah, what, say that stuff about themselves. Yeah. So that's kind of what was going on nineteen early twenties. Um, and like I say, I had I had no support systems, I had no tools to deal with it, um, and it kind of just went down a downward spiral and just into drinking and still no dumb shit. Yeah, for so a while. you were so, dealing with this um, through stimulus. Yeah, right? absolutely, yeah. bro. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I was pretty much just thrown a lifeline um, by Wellington, who said they wanted to sign me. Wow. Um, and I uh, and I want to say it's more. It was more the change of context, the change of environment. Um, rather than the opportunity that kind of saved my life in a sense. I like that. I it took like me that. out of it took me out of where I was, um, and placed me in an environment that was, and I felt just like a different person. Literally the day I hopped off the plane, um, felt fresher, felt like 
So I was going from New Plymouth to Wellington? Nah, going from Hamilton, Hamilton, Hamilton oh, okay. down to Wellington. Right. I don't know. I just felt um, like liberated, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, and I just decided to take the opportunity with both hands and make every post a winner. So from there, I just went to work, um, head down, bum up. And like obviously, there was some work real that needed to happen internally yeah. um, and to my character and who I was as a person because there were flaws there that let me down in Hamilton. But... I think the opportunity to come down to Wellington was really good for me. Just changing that context, you know, around new people, around fresh faces, yeah. new city, um, new possibilities, all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah and that take, does does take courage to change the scenery as yeah, well, yeah, especially yeah, it was a big move in a space like that. Yeah, yeah there was a few tears. Yeah, man, I did. <laughs> yeah, good on you. Yeah, you own that. It's awesome. Um, so on those times when you were involved in drinking, when you're in that dark mm. year, uh what kind of things were you telling yourself bro it was more just like i've always had this like incredibly kind of brash belief in myself um which is amazing which is good which is what everyone should have but but because i was just battling so hard and, and i was no matter how hard i worked i seemed to just be going backwards yeah. i was comparing myself a lot and i was just saying like man maybe you're not actually maybe you actually don't got it maybe you mm. don't actually have it which that conversation is one that's very hard to have with yourself, especially if forever you've told yourself this, this is what I want to be. Um, and so you're going to sleep like just battling the thought of maybe having to give up what you're doing and do something else just because you feel like you're not good enough mm. through comparison. Um, so yeah, there was a, like you just kind of just that kind of internal dialogue. You beat yourself up. You talk to yourself. Yeah. Um, you don't really talk to anyone else the way you talk to yourself in your own head. So yeah. Yeah, so it was a few uh, few months of just kind of beating myself up in my head, um, questioning my worth and, and whether I was good enough to do what I wanted to do. Um, and easy fixes to that were just drinking and and stuff. Yeah, man, for sure. And such, so, yeah. For sure. So yeah. what would you say to people that are in that space right now? Man. It's hard. It's easy to say it. Yeah. On the other side, when, oh, you're, when, is, you're, when you're where you are, when you've learned from it, but at the time, it's so hard to even just take on advice. But yeah, I think for me, if I was to do it again, I would. I'd turn my focus more inward. Mm. I'd turn my focus inward and see, and be quite ruthless around self improvement. Oh wow! Um, yeah. Which is so hard again. Yeah, it is. when you're in that situation, but. When you are in that situation, you're you're con like you're just constantly looking outward at other people's lives and thinking they're doing so much better than I am, or they're always happy. Uh, but you actually never know what's going on. So yeah. the only thing that's in your control is you yourself. Yeah. Um. So turn your focus inward and kind of have those hard, hard conversations with yourself. That that kind of look in the mirror situation and just yeah. and kind of just start. Oh, it's, it's so hard to say now to someone who oh, probably won't, yeah. but like start picking things apart, you know, and just seeing, seeing where you can improve. Um, yeah, but yeah, also, that comparison, like try to get, try to compare yourself to others. Um, less and less. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And that change of scenery was obviously a big factor to it, right? Yeah, like that's a said. physical thing that yeah. helped a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I definitely feel that too, is my ability to actually shift my physical location has mm. always been a really mm. great, um, uh, tool to actually start shifting my mental focus yeah. as well. For example, I love my waterfalls, bro. I love my waterfalls. Oh, so I'll, literally, I'll literally just go to a waterfall uh, if I'm feeling overwhelmed yeah, or yeah. if anything's 
uh, get into me at that point in time, go to a waterfall, yeah, do some meditation, bro, mm. just completely shift my scenery because that gives me a great opportunity to shift my perspective as yeah, well, bro, which is fantastic. I'm and, the exact same. Yeah. I like yeah. going to the ocean. Eh? Oh, I think that's awesome. why I loved Wellington when I moved down. Was yeah. Hamilton's landlocked. Um, yeah. I mean, you can drive to Raglan, but down here, we're just surrounded by coast. Yeah. So if I'm having a shitter, I'll just... Drive to the drive to the drive to Island Bay or Seatoon yeah. or something, and just park up and watch the waves. That's awesome, man. It does heaps. It does it does a lot of good stuff for my mental space. So. Yeah, man, yeah. and that's a form of meditation. Yeah, um, I really want to speak on that as well because uh, there's definitely a misconception about meditation needing to be like sitting under a tree chanting Om. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, uh, straight up. Yeah. For, for those who don't know, that's what it, that's what they think it is. Yeah, man. yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but it's it can be something as simple as watching the waves, watching the boats, oh, watching the birds. Yeah. Um, or just sitting on your bed and closing your eyes. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, aside from watching the waves, is there any other sort of meditative things that you do? Yeah, do I like to um, just listen. So I've got a record player here. I just like to chuck on record. Yeah. Um, sometimes I just sit there and just chill. Oh, no. um, close my eyes, but not sleep. Read and write. So those music, reading and writing are the three things that I like to do, bro. Um, in terms of that meditation space, yeah. I find after... I do that, I feel pretty clear-minded or, or kind of reset, so. Yeah, yeah so I'm like you've got these three key tools mm, right there in mm, your pocket, mm, ready to go at any point yeah, in time. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's also really vital, right? Like, for example, mine will be uh, breath work, waterfalls, or just sit down in silence, right? Yeah, so, yeah, 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 just um, real simple tools that I can go straight away. And I think that's, um, that's just as key as if someone was carrying around um, anxiety medication, for example. Like, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, um, just ready to go. Um, you've, you're prepped for the situation, mm. which is fantastic, so. I want to speak to those that, um, of course, don't have, um, don't have that, and mm. uh, to really uh, accrue tools that work for you. Like, yeah. and it's just being open, right, and practicing yeah, different right. things. Being yeah. very open-minded, um, like a growth mindset. Yeah. But also, it, it's hard. Like, oh, it's not hard, but it takes time to to create those habits. Oh, so hard. you know, you you might try something once, and it's, and everyone expects like to try something and it and it just works wonders <laughs> straight away, and they're like, nah, it doesn't do anything. I don't. Yeah. I hate. I hate listen to music and going for a walk yeah yeah but sure. you know you do it over and over and create that routine it allows space for things to happen so yeah yeah people people looking for quick fixes but really you know it's it's a you do something um over a period of time in that combination yeah kind of allows space for you to heal or, or clear your mind and stuff like that you yeah. notice benefits yeah totally man yeah, but yeah so what do you focus on when you go for your walks nothing i love that <laughs> sweet right, nothing. i just walk yeah, and yeah. just kind of just think what if, I mean I might think about things that are going on in the day or yeah. um, challenges in my life at that present time or mm. but all sorts it's just don't focus on anything in particular yeah. but it just what it does it gives me space to just think about whatever's going on yeah 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 totally yeah do you feel that um so this is sort of going off your experience around those dark times do you feel like the people that you're around is also highly influencing in terms of how you get to feel. Yeah, bro. How yep. you get to experience life. Yep, yep. absolutely. Um, that's one thing I love about Wellington is there's just a, such a diverse range of people down here. Yeah. Um, so I have my rugby boys or, and then I have my like mates outside of rugby and I feel awesome. like having that balance is huge. Yeah, I've seen you speak on balance a few times on some articles yeah, as well. So yeah. um, how do you apply that balance for you? I think for me it's just nice... Some of the boys, they don't need it. They they um, they live with rugby boys. They play with rugby boys, and yeah. they're the best mates. And that's what the, that's what we do everything with, yeah. um, which is which is amazing. Yeah. For me, I like sometimes I just need that that um, again that balance, 
people who have nothing to do with rugby don't care about rugby don't care if I'm yeah, playing yeah. rugby well awesome. don't care if I'm injured you know and they just give me that fresh perspective on things yeah. um, so that's kind of um, that's kind of like what I like to do and so I've got an amazing group of mates down here and we just whatever we're doing you know it doesn't matter how my job's going it's just we're just enjoying each other's company and yeah and talking life so yeah, yeah. awesome and nah, is there quite an openness as well yeah yeah we got wow. our, me and yeah my best mates we got yeah, I'd say we've got a pretty open, open so cool, communication man. though. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So what would you say to those people that uh, right now don't have those um, that sort of openness about them? Uh, mm. That right now wants to be able to speak about yeah. their struggles, but and they're not sure what to, how to go about it and what to do. It can be hard if yeah. you don't if you're not surrounded by like a strong support system or people that you you know can trust one hundred percent. But I think if you want to talk to someone about something, grow your relationships. Um, with one or two or three key people um, and just go from there you know you don't need <clears throat> I think the older we get the smaller our circles get and the tighter they get and we realise you know it's not about it's not about it's it's literally quality over quantity so for me that's what it is um, so I have a few good mates and, and I know every single one of them uh, that that um, line of communication goes both ways so that's awesome man. Yeah. yeah yeah and i definitely found for myself as well as um initiating some sort of openness gives mm. almost permission for others to absolutely bro it same, liberates right? other yeah. people to do the same yeah um so yeah just growing quality relationships i think is super important mm. um yeah 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 man yeah. Uh, that's fantastic and uh around yeah around that um sort of topic of speaking um that's always an interesting one because Again, that whole ma- masculine culture can easily influence yeah. that whole concept of yeah. speaking. Yeah. So, I've definitely shifted my perspective on masculinity uh, to vulnerability. Mm. Right. Uh, to vulnerability is almost the masculine way, um, and being able to completely step into that is so much harder. Oh, than, bro. Than to not. <laughs> bro, yeah. I'm right. I'm there with you, man. Yeah. Takes a lot more strength for sure. Being vulnerable takes courage. Oh man, huge. And so. You know, people talk about being vulnerable as a weakness or being perceived as a weakness or yeah. I don't want to be I don't want to be seen as being weak, but really if you're being vulnerable because it's so hard to do, you're actually doing something that's really, really courageous. Oh man. And like I feel like that's pretty manly. Yeah, it's huge. so you manly. Know? So bro. you're crossing that bridge of you you you're deciding to be courageous to do something that's very hard, which is being vulnerable or sharing sharing your emotions or talking about something that you do not want to talk about. Um but in doing so one, you kind of like liberate yourself and you shed that you're not carrying that load anymore by yourself, but also it just allows people to do the same. So, yeah, um, yeah, you know, people are scared um, and, 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 and rightly so because we fear judgment. Yeah, that's huge. Um, you know, we fear people judging what we say or, or what we do. Um, but when you overcome that, it's, it takes a lot of courage and, and a lot of kind of, it's a big effort, bro. So, mm. you know. Kudos to anyone who's oh, able to speak out huge. Um, about what they're going through, or 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 just have those com- those those simple conversations. You know, it takes a lot. Yeah, for sure, and and that can look like either opening up to parents. I actually had a conversation with my family, um, honestly, just a few days ago, <laughs> nice, bro, just nice. about being more open yeah, and nice, um, yeah, just initiating that conversation. Uh, it's something that I've definitely looked at friends and mm, done the same. Mm. However. That for sure would have been out of this world impossible, um, even just a few years oh, ago. Oh, absolutely. Right? So, um, yeah. something that I wanted to say is that 
even just going to a therapist uh, can actually be just almost the most life-changing experience. Absolutely, bro. Uh, and that definitely takes courage as Absolutely. well, is to go about that. And the other thing about taking cur- um, uh, stepping into courage, if if I want to be able to perform in other areas of my life, mm. the way I do one thing is the way I do everything, right? Yes. So if I, I just heard that into, quote last night. For oh, just time. Yeah. oh, I love that. Yeah, I love that. The way you so do much. one thing is the way you do everything. Yeah, yeah. literally, even if it's just like picking up a, um, like a shirt from the floor. Yeah, or, exactly, bro. You yeah. know, or taking the rubbish out or whatever. Um, but that sense of uh, discipline around that. So taking uh, discipline about me speaking about my uh, struggles and actually stepping into that courage around that, that's going to cross over and uh, start to apply in mm. other areas where mm. there's high play, whether it's how I go about business, um, about study, uh, it's really going to increase that level of courage. And also, <laughs> if I do feel worried about maybe going to a girl in the bar and speaking to her, <laughs> you know, like shy about that, yeah, bro. that sense of courage that it takes to actually speak about my feelings to uh, other people, yeah. that same courage is going to be applied to that. Possibly. Straight up. Straight up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's such sure. a good point, bro. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, so that, that topic of, of courage, it's obviously been a big factor in your life because it would have taken courage to come to Wellington. It mm. would have taken courage to continue to pursue uh, your dream about being an All Black. Yeah, it would have yeah. taken courage to actually go and start to open up more about these things. So on that topic of courage, is that like a switch in your brain that you sort of um, just flick? Or is there something that you've practiced over time to allow yourself to actually start to acquire a sense of courage? I don't think it's a switch. I think underneath that kind of courageous attitude is just my my willingness to just always put myself out um, of my comfort zone and mm. into a place of kind of vulnerability um, and growth. So for me, I, I'm like, I very aggressively chase um, self-improvement yeah. in all areas. Yeah. Um, and often that makes that means you're out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Um, and when you're constantly living on that line, um, or trying to get into that next zone, you know, it takes a lot of courage to kind of always be doing that. Yeah. For um, sure. So there are things that I do that um, I'm like, right, that, that that's not that doesn't work. Don't do that again. But yeah. like, you know, just trying it, you you realize you learn you learn a lot. So yeah, yeah. I feel like um, it's just a constant mindset for me, I guess. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Doing things courageously. Yeah, and that's what, and like you said, it's going to apply to all areas of life. Therefore, it's almost like this cross pollination, right? So you apply courage to one area, um, all of a sudden the other 100%. area becomes a little bit more easy. Hundred percent, bro. Yeah, so it's real cool. I mean, something for me even in the mornings is it takes courage, especially in this cold weather, man, to have a cold shower. <laughs> like, I love cold showers. Me too. I was talking to someone else about cold showers yeah. the other day, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's but, just yeah. mentally like it's good in the morning. Yeah, it is. Or, yeah. or you have a, I'll have a hot shower. And then right at the end, I'm like, turn yeah, it to freezing and just, just like, <laughs> <sighs> stand there for yeah. like 30 seconds and yeah. just soak it in and then like close And then, you know, you just, it wakes you up. It does, man. Yeah. It's it your mind. Test your mind. Yeah, yeah. 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 For sure, man. Yeah. Like I just, I just want to speak on this because I'm, I'm super open with my podcast. Um, I got exposed to a little bit of plant last night yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm feeling a little bit out of it this morning. <laughs> However, I gave myself the opportunity to um, really have a cold shower. Uh, freshen myself up and yes i'm not actually fully switched on today um, believe it or not but um it's really it really gave me the opportunity to completely shift um into a completely different state rather than being in that state of man i literally just don't want to move to the state of man absolutely. About life. absolutely um so that's another um really key tool that has definitely been applied for me and it sounds like it's been a big factor for you is uh learning how to shift my state quickly uh so if i'm in a state where um i'm really groggy and not, not wanting to move a cold shower is a great way to go about it 
Um, I might practice a part of breath work, go for a walk, right? Because mm. it changes my state. Um, yeah, or go to a workout or just something that starts to get the blood flowing as yeah. well. Um, so shifting your state has obviously been a, um, a factor there. Now, uh, are there are there other things that you might uh, might do to shift your state? Do you ever sort of go to working out as a form of shifting your state if you feel overwhelmed or do you actually stay away from high stress situations like that, like we're putting a lot of stress on your body if you're feeling overwhelmed? Nah, working out is a good yeah. example. Yeah, I love that. Um, like the chemistry behind working out is, is amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, and I feel it straight away. But I think people are very quick to move out of states where they feel uncomfortable or they feel down and yeah, stuff like that. And I'm not so and I'm not so and I'm not so in a rush to do so sometimes. Yeah. Um I was talking to someone the other day about it. Just because something's going wrong or I'm feeling off, I'm not some sometimes I like to linger in that and kind of like learn as much as I can from it while I'm there. Like try to understand why I'm feeling that way a little bit more instead mm-hmm. of being like, right, I don't feel right, I need to fix it go off and change it yeah um so yeah i kind of like sometimes if i'm having a shit day and i'm feeling and mentally i'm feeling real rough i won't be i won't be in a rush to go to the gym and do that and do the exercise um to get those endorphins going and flick me back into that kind of positive mindset sometimes i'll just sit there with my thoughts while i'm while i'm down um and just kind of explore that zone for a little bit which sounds a little bit airy fairy but um, I find it helps a lot for next time it happens. Yeah, yeah. that's straight up. Yeah, yeah. so you're, people you're I feel yourself. yeah, so people are in a rush sometimes to get out of that negative mind state, which is fair because it's it sucks and yeah. you want to be a positive person and you want to be lovely to be around. But um, sometimes I just I lock myself away in my room and kind of just lean into that, just to learn learn from it and take a few things away from it, just so that next time it happens, I'm like, oh, that's it's actually nothing, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm sweet. So yeah, straight up, man. Yeah. Yeah, and um, that's almost that's almost another way of using comparison is like shifting a perspective around that by being able to sit with it. I know for one thing, um, something uh, something about flying always freaked me out because mm. uh, I went through a, a rough experience when I was younger, and then oh, yeah. um, and then my dad would always switch on air crash investigation, yeah, always show yeah, over to yeah. watch. Um, and so every time I'd go on um, a plane, the moment there was turbulence, I'll literally think, "I'm gonna die." <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sitting there in my seat just frozen man and, and people right next to me will just be watching them just chilling out. you know just chilling yeah, I don't absolutely get it. fine yeah i don't get it's, it yeah it's crazy man um so over time it was actually learning to sit with that fear yeah not trying to suppress the fear not trying to freeze up and hold it in and yeah. um yeah it's almost like I, I felt as if if i feel more fearful um the plane will be okay i don't know what it was but i'd go through this sort of weird, weird mental uh stage and so something that really shifted that experience was learning to actually sit with the fear learning to actually uh completely almost shift my relationship with that fear that i would Mm. get in those moments um and this also concept as well whether or not i sit there frozen or whether or not i just simply watch the movie and Mm. stay calm Mm. doesn't change the plane's um, destination at the end of the day so i might as well actually make a choice in those moments and choose to actually approach them more calmer experience right yeah yeah, yeah which is awesome so yeah definitely speaking on um allowing thoughts to flow it's definitely been a big factor to um to definitely my experiences well around mental health anxiety yeah. depression um was actually starting to allow things to flow rather than trying to suppress it it was yeah. like almost pushing a beach ball under the water right and the more i push it down the more it wants to come up yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, that, and when it comes up the higher oh, it's going to go but yeah straight yeah. up yeah yeah so uh around suppression and around allowing uh 
how have you gone about starting to allow things a little bit more, maybe changing your relationship with those uh, lower emotions or changing your relationship with those thoughts? Uh, is it something that you do as a routine or is it something that you do as a trigger when, uh, when maybe you might feel overwhelmed and under pressure? I think it's something that comes quite naturally at the moment because awesome. I've worked so hard on it um, oh, awesome. in the last kind of year. It's just... I'm really good at putting things in perspective and applying perspective to things. Yeah. Um, so things that would have got me down or, or put me in a negative mindset a year ago have no effect now because I'm wow. like, well, really, it's nothing. Yeah. Because you know, I, I have, I'm able to apply perspective to it. Yeah. Um, and you which gave comes from the opportunity as well to actually look at that. Didn't exactly, you? bro. Yeah. Exactly. Because if you hadn't, you'd probably deal with it differently now, yep. wouldn't you? Yep. Wow. So perspective comes from you know our experiences. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much no, all I got to say on that. Is I just apply. I'm I'm very lucky. Uh, very op I'm optimistic by nature, but I'm able to apply perspective to things that aren't going so well, and yeah. and kind of put them in their place. Really. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah and I love that. Uh, yeah, and also speaking on as well as um as processing emotion, processing thoughts, and going through that. Like you said, it gives me the opportunity to step into the next time that those experiences happen yep. and have a completely different experience, almost like a more elevated experience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah which is um, which is fantastic. Mm. So uh, I can imagine that definitely applies as well. I mean, uh, if we look at the physical space, I mean, going about working out, going about rugby, mm -hmm. the more resistance I'm willing to work up against and work with, right, the more I get to develop in absolutely. that space, right? Absolutely. The same thing. Same thing for your yeah. mind. Though. Yeah, bro, straight up. Yeah. So... I remember you speaking before about um, doing a little bit more around the creativity side as well. I know you've been playing the piano a bit. Um, yeah, which is <laughs> yeah, very, very mediocre. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, at least you're doing it, you know, giving yourself that space, that outlet. Like you've got your writing, you've got your, yep. you've got your piano, um, and you've got your music. You know, that's, those are all creative spaces. So speaking of creativity, how has creativity been a factor to your mental well-being as well? Oh, that's been huge. I think, yeah. like, we're very lucky. Our parents encourage us to be very creative growing up awesome. so mum by nature is very creative dad's more practical but I th but it was just cool being allowed to express ourselves in a creative manner growing up so yeah. kind of always had kind of little creative outlets but for me personally i love taking photos so um that's my big one is just oh, and yeah, in wellington awesome. and in wellington like we're extremely blessed with the landscape and the people and the events like there's always something for me to go and take photos of yeah um and i've really honed that that area of my life to the point where if I really just need to clear my mind, I'll just go and take photos for an hour and wow. and in that space I'm I'm like I'm reset. Yeah. Whereas before it was like I need to go take photos every day. Yeah. Um and it was becoming a distraction more than a uh, more than a um more than a more 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 than a benefit. Yeah. So so yeah, I'm really lucky that I have that the ability to kind of go and do that and I have and I have my thing, you know, that's away from rugby. Um but I find creativity, to link it back to your question, yeah, having creative outlets kind of just clears my mind mm. for the for the more practical side of my life, which is, um, which is what I do for a living, playing rugby. So, yeah, yeah, again, that word balance. Yeah, and definitely. I'm thrashing the word. <laughs> I'm thrashing that word today, but, <laughs> but um, but it's just I don't know. I just I believe in having a balanced life yeah. wholeheartedly. Oh, sorry, um, that's not to take away from the big focuses in your life. That's just to, that's pretty much just to give support. Right? Yeah. Give yeah. support, you know, yeah. it, it enhances your ability to perform everything. If you, if you, if you are able to operate clearly. So yeah, I mean, if I've yeah. got an unstable mind, I'm going to have unstable performance, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I just want to speak as well on what you mentioned about having uh, almost intuitively knowing whether or not uh, something is becoming a distraction or whether it's actually um, a useful outlet. So you're speaking about photography, right? Yeah. About how at one point it was actually a distraction, <laughs> but now it's actually more of a creative outlet. Mm -hmm. So how do people know the difference between that? I don't know if people do know the difference. Mm. I, For me, it was very easy. I just realized I wasn't, I was starting to play po right. poorly. So, I, um, I, and, I, and, I was, and I, it's, you know, you got that, I've got that physical gauge. Um, yeah, so I'm true. lucky in that sense. Uh, because it, I got to a stage where I was like, right, this is literally becoming a distraction now. It's taking my focus uh, away from what my priority is. And that is playing rugby. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it was, it was a very easy kind of process to kind of understand. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and I just, which is good though. I, I was able to, I was aware of it and I identified it. And from there I worked on it and pulled back on, on it to kind of achieve that balance again. Yeah. Um, but I guess I don't know for for other people it might be a little bit harder to to kind of sense when when there's that imbalance. Yeah, but yeah. that key that key point that you just covered, which is insight, mm -hmm. right? You you constantly utilize yeah. insight over time, and yep, yep. they gave you the ability to become aware of it. Hundred yeah, percent, just right. insight and awareness. Yeah. I think that just comes from just being open minded and always kind yeah. of being self self critical yeah. in a healthy way. So yeah, and self reflective, right? Yeah. So like you're yeah. constantly reflecting and the way that you do the writing. So there's definitely something that I want to suggest to people is even if writing isn't your thing, just taking some time, closing your eyes, taking some time, going for a walk, whatever it is, right? And give yourself that ability to filter through the thoughts uh, and really start looking at those thoughts in a more objective way rather than a very um, involved way of like, oh no, I'm having this scary thought. Yeah, more exactly. so, Yeah, more so seeing the thought and being like, oh, okay, this is, this is simply a thought mm. that's been recycled through my mind. Uh, where's it coming from, uh, right? And then using that insight and looking at that, and that's obviously what you've been doing a yeah. lot of, um, which has given you the ability to change something from a distraction into a, um, a beautiful outlet, mm. which is real powerful. Mm. Yeah, no, that's fantastic, man. Um, I just really want to acknowledge as well as um, your ability to be in literally what is pretty much the most masculine space in New Zealand, which is rugby, uh, and actually speak on these uh, vulnerabilities, brother. It's, it's really huge. Mm -hmm. So I want others to really look at that and really see how uh, see how you can level up that sense of vulnerability in some shape or form, whether it's um, speaking to someone, whether it's starting to write, whether it's starting to go for a walk and allow thoughts to flow. Um, take it in increments rather than actually just going all Absolutely. out all, all at once. Absolutely, yeah. That can definitely be too daunting and um and overwhelming in a way where it's like no nah, i can't do that it's not possible i'm not going to i'm yep. just going to stay uh, keep it to myself so to those people that um are looking at wanting to start to improve their vulnerability wanting to start to take um action and start to really improve their own mental nature in some shape or form uh what's your advice what would be your yeah i advice mean to those people well, first of all, I'll say I'm no expert. You know, I just oh, I just find it extremely important. Um, I think the experience yeah, of exactly. studying. Yeah, yeah because yeah. like because learning from the internet is one thing, but actually experiencing is a completely mm. different factor. And I feel like there's there's definitely merits in both. Yeah. But all I do is I speak on experience. Um, yeah. and I think it's just important that we speak about it. So, yeah, you know, absolutely. the more people who talk about it, the more normalized these kind of conversations become. Yeah. Um, and the roundabout effect is New Zealand suicide rates will, will decline, yeah. uh, which is what we want at the end yeah, of the day because, right. I mean, we lead that, which is absolutely stupid. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think if 
if you're looking to be more vulnerable, I think you should learn to be able to talk to yourself more. Ah, um, that's good. If, if you're able to have those honest conversations Seriously. with yourself, mm. um, you know, if you are unable to talk to yourself um, openly and honestly, mm. which some people will like screw their nose at, yeah. but it's actually very hard to do. Yeah, it is. Um, then you'll be able to talk to people. So I, I think, um, yeah, improve your, improve the way you are able to communicate with yourself and then also improve, like grow your relationships with those that really matter around you. And, and in doing so, you'll feel, you'll feel like there's space for you to talk about things. Yeah. Um, some people don't like talking. They just like practical, uh, practical examples of how to be, get better or do yeah. better or, or go about things. Um, and that's completely fine. Yeah. It's just understanding kind of, I guess, how different people react and receive um, love and, and kind of communication so you know yeah. some people love having those deep 2am conversations oh bro that's me <laughs> um, yeah yeah that's me same bro same um, going for a drive at 2am and having a and having a I deep conversation that. that's yeah. that's that's on yeah. but for some people it's the last thing they want to do all they want yeah. to do they want to talk they want to say this is what's going on then they're happy to do so and they want practical um, practical solutions so yeah yeah it just depends who you are I guess but having someone to talk to from growing that relationship and being able to express what you really want to say because you've always told yourself the same things mm. I think helps a lot yeah. yeah it's huge it's huge um, so I want to start to bring this podcast to an end honestly you've been absolutely fantastic man I just want to thank you for uh, uh, pleasure, for everything bro. you've it's spoken amazing. on and for yeah. actually letting me to come into your place bro and actually have this <laughs> conversation it's yeah. real cool so thank you man uh, so I just wanted to ask a couple of questions uh, yeah. and we'll bring it to an end but what are your top three lessons in life that you've learned that first come to mind they don't have to be specific well, like um, they don't have to be like yep these are definitely my top but the first that come to mind yeah yeah yep. question um find good friends oh I think that's incredibly important um spend time with yourself heaps mm. and even those extroverted right yeah <laughs> even those who are extroverted man Lock yourself away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shut up and lock yourself away for like 10 minutes a day. Yeah. Um, that's definitely my mistake once. Yeah. Find good friends, spend time with yourself and there's a couple. Oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. Find good friends, spend yeah. time with yourself and never get comfortable. Oh, that's a goodie. Yeah. That's a goodie. Yeah. And um, I, I, would, would you say that a lot as well, especially to those that are in that stuck place, that are in that place where they're wanting to pursue something, mm. they're losing their identity around, oh man, I don't know if this mm. is possible, like you were in that situation. It's to constantly get uncomfortable, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think it can be tiring Yeah. when you're just so like obsessed of constantly improving because yeah. then you're always like, you know, you're always putting yourself out into an uncomfortable situation. Um, but the last thing I want, like the world waits for no one, bro. So the last yeah. thing I want to do is stay in one spot. Yeah. If you're staying in one spot because you're comfortable, you're effectively moving backwards. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah, and um, and there's definitely been times I know where you felt like you're moving backwards. I've definitely, definitely yeah. felt I've been moving backwards at times. Uh, and mm. that experience of uh, moving backwards isn't always a thing that I need to beat myself up. It definitely no. isn't a thing that I want to beat no. myself up for. No. It's something that I want to use actually as almost like a catapult. I mean, the further I pour slingshot back, the further yeah. projectile flies, right? <laughs> we so, use that exact analogy in rugby. Oh, really? Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. Pull cues, yeah, yeah. slingshots, yeah. golf swing. 
just all sorts. Sometimes you got to go backwards to go forwards. Oh, that's just it, man. Yeah. And that's just it. So I, I want you to, um, for those listening, just to really uh, turn into what where they feel they're regressing and see how they can actually turn that into a projectile in a way. Yeah, right there, man. I like that. Yep. Yeah, awesome. So what heals you? That's a whole nother podcast right there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, we're turning oh. in for another 45 minutes. What's going on? Um, <laughs> uh, what heals me? Yeah. Um, just being honest. Yeah. Honest with yourself. Yeah. Um, and honest with those those you care about. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Be honest because it's hard to do. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But what comes from that is a lot of good. So. Yeah. Be honest. Yeah. Oh, Being that. honest heals me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that. And uh, last one. What lights you up? Um. My goals. Oof. The. What What gets me going. Is just the thought of achieving what I want to achieve. Yeah. Um. And being that that person that I have in my head of who I want to be, so yeah. yeah. And I think the good thing is, is that person is not will never be perfect. Like it's always something that you're always chasing. So yeah, yeah. That's yeah, and it's always evolving, about. right? Yeah, yeah. Always yeah. evolving, always improving. So yeah, I love that, man. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you've been no, absolutely cheers, fantastic, Karen. man. My absolute pleasure. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, for those tuning in, um. Go and follow this man. He's honestly on a journey and a half, not just with the things that we've been speaking on, um, with his rugby career, with his um, with his overall life, and uh, the things that he's speaking speaking on here. Uh, he's also spoken about it in a few other areas as well. So mm. I highly recommend to go tune into that. Uh, this man is I'm I am genuine being genuine here. I genuinely feel inspired by his story, um, and so I hope that you guys do too. Uh, so if you want to follow him, where can they? Uh, oh yeah, I guess. Um... Yeah, so I've got two Instagrams. One is my personal one. It's Deep Blue Sea because yeah. my name's hard to say. Uh, it's just a pay words because my name's Deep Blue Sea, so yeah. I just said Deep Blue Sea. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, <laughs> C is spelled with three E's because the actual C was taken. Yeah, I'll put that um, And my photography gram, which touches a little bit on mental health sometimes, yes. um, is called The First Set. Um, which I just came up with because it was my first set of photos, yeah, but it right. stuck, so... Yeah, I love that. Uh, but yeah, on both of those things, I guess you can kind of see um, the, both sides of me is the mental health and the creativity side, yeah. um, and then the rugby side and more, more my family life. So Fantastic, man. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, brother. No, um, thank you so much for having me, man. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. It's been awesome, man. Uh, so be sure to actually share this podcast as well if you feel like it's helped you, because I guarantee if you feel that you've been helped by this podcast in mm. some shape or form, mm. Uh, it definitely um, will be of help to other people as well. So be sure to share that. Uh, subscribe to the Pocket Coach podcast. And uh, yeah, be sure to find us on Instagram as well. The Pocket Coach uh, on Instagram as well. All right. Much love, guys. Stay blessed. Take care.